0: Roger, Roger. Roger. The communications disruption can mean only one thing the invasion. Order right! Frequency
1: 1138 is all clear and clicker free. This is Clone Army Radio. Execute order 66. Could soldiers follow orders? Could soldiers follow Gun. the Clone War has. I found them. Repeat, I found them.
2: Clone
1: Now this is What is up, Clone Army? Welcome back to the best accidental Star Wars podcast this side of the galaxy. We're just simple clones making our way. Like our father before us. I hesitated. I had to think about it. But, but You
0: hesitated? It. I anticipated that hesitation. I'm getting good now.
1: It- <laughs> You're figuring me out. That's scary. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're back. Two episodes this week, apparently. Like, just like the Bad Batch, we're doing two episodes. Wow. I didn't even realize that until right now.
0: Oh, oh, that's actually cute. That lines up so nicely. Yeah, I opened Disney Plus and was expecting just one episode, and then bam, two. Right? A nice little uh, mid season finale, double bill. Because obviously, the, the two episodes are just one after the other so it makes sense to release them together
1: oh yeah yeah it would have been kind of I mean I know they did that in the cold <laughs> yeah right you have to wait a whole week to see the the end of that little part but um I guess two things before we jump into it one you messaged me yesterday before I watched the second episode and you were like you said something like you're crying your eyes out mm-hmm. so late uh right before I went to work last night I watched the second episode and the whole time i'm like all right what i'm watching it i'm like okay charlie's <laughs> crying why is, why was charlie crying why, was why Char- is charlie oh. crying about this oh okay so the end of the episode is when crying. i'm like oh okay yeah i get it now <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was fine i was hyped i was excited i was into it and then they go and stab you in the ribs with it and I genuinely think the episode finished, and I was like, I need to stop letting Dave Filoni into my life to do this to me. Like, it's emotional abuse.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I open myself up every time. I attach, I love, I connect, and then I'm hurt.
1: Yep. That's, that's how Star Wars does it. The real you oh, uh, and please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm very emotional.
1: We'll dig into, like, that part in a minute, Uh, something I wanted to make a note since we were just talking about my new gift that I got. I will probably post pictures, but I got a Darth Revan mask everybody and super stoked about it. And it just kind of falls in line with what I keep saying is we have all these little nods to KOTOR lately. And in this episode we get a character that was in the Clone Wars, like a pretty regular on the Clone Wars uh, Senator Chuchi. Yes, and Senator Chuchi is voiced by Jennifer Hale, who was voiced uh, voiced Bastila Shan from <gasps> Knights of the Old Republic. So, yeah, and I'm sure if you're a Kotor fan, you love Bastila because she was awesome. And and Charlie Senator Palmo, who was from Rogue One. Yes. Uh, Okay, you caught I that? I spotted
0: her. Um, she's the senator that uh, like gets Jin to say the iconic line, like, rebellions are built on hope.
1: Yep. And, oh my god, her animated version of herself looked just like the real person. Yes! was freaking Same insane.
0: jewelry, same clothing. Really, yeah. really interesting.
1: And Senator Palmo represents a planet called Terrace, which is an extremely important planet in KOTOR as well. Oh! So you're seeing all these Knights of the Old Republic nods, and it's... Mm tickling my my Star Wars itches.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're getting so much of this stuff, but um, there was one other thing I wanted to touch on before we dug into it. Uh, let me see here. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was a little confused by the first episode's title name. It was called The Clone Conspiracy and I'm like, didn't they name an episode in The Clone Wars that? Close enough. It was called Conspiracy. and uh... That episode was when the uh, Order 66 chip malfunctioned in Tupp's head and he killed a Jedi and Fives, you know, my dude Fives went out and had to try to uncover the truth, which he did. And then of course he died.
0: He dies. Yes. There's Uh, a lot of similarities in this episode with that chunk of the Clone Wars. As soon as like Nick pointed it out, I was like, right, Johnny's going to be on this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, and, and, you know, some people, I would think maybe some people might be mad about like, Oh, you know, they're just, rehashing a storytelling or whatever but no. no i think it works really well because we're right back to another palpatine um and imperial conspiracy right palpatine shows up in this holy crap
0: voiced by ian mcdermott he returns to oh. us he blesses us with his <laughs> performance and his abilities incredible
1: He's, oh my God! I know. I, I figured it would be his voice, but as soon as he spoke, I'm like, there he is. <laughs> it had to be. I know they had. Um, and I I cannot remember his last name, but his first name was Ian as well. Uh, passed away, who voiced the uh Palpatine in the Clone Wars, but oh. he did a really great job as well. But uh, but yeah, it was cool to hear the the true Emperor,
0: true yeah. Emperor.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I think that he thinks he is the Emperor, but then no, he you hear. Does
0: a hundred percent when you've done it for that long and you are the only original character left standing he he is
2: (laughs)
1: right but he's just like this it's funny because he's just like this cool little nice old man and i think he's really short too he looks really short he's
0: very small
1: yeah (laughs) i would love to meet him oh speaking of meeting someone and then we'll get into all this Another actor was announced for celebration.
0: So many more actors were announced for celebration. Oh, I have something. a little list.
1: I saw um, uh, Billy D was the one yes. I saw. Who else is there? You have a list. Let's just run I into
0: I do. It. So, both the big ones, um, Billy D. Williams and Rosaria Dawson, have both been announced, which is super exciting. I'm mm. so glad she's going to be there. Um, <clears throat> also, obviously, Mr. Billy D. Williams. I'm wondering if he'll be there for some kind of Lando announcement.
2: Oh, they seem to be bringing
0: back characters that, whilst yes, iconic to Star Wars, also potentially may be important in the future timeline, which I think is super exciting. And because it's the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi this year, we have uh, Caroline Blackiston, the original Mon Mothma. Oh, nice. Uh, Michael Carter, Bib Fortuna. Super exciting. Um, Sean Crawford as everyone's collectible, a favorite collectible figure, Yak Face.
1: Yes. Let's yes.
0: Go. Um <laughs> Tim Dry is Jaquil, who's a, another like background monster character. Uh Mike Edmonds, who plays Log Ray.
1: Oh, no kidding. Very cool. Uh
0: Mike Quinn, who played one of the best rebel pilots, Nien Numb, uh the I think he's an aqualish, I
1: wanna say. Um oh god, no, oh, no he's a I... uh, Solus uh, Solaston?
0: Yes, thank you. <clears throat> um, nice. um, It's a trap. Tim Rose, Admiral Ackbar is going to be there. Yes. And this is a bit embarrassing. My first, like one of my first Star Wars crushes, Femi Taylor, who plays Ula. Oh. (laughs) Going to lose my mind.
1: (laughs) Oh. Ooh, I should say Ula.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Ula. So yes, uh, Celebration are pumping out the announcements faster than I can keep up with them. So I'm glad we've had two shows this week because.
1: Yeah, really. holy crap that's so many like they're now that's it's it's looking like they're really going all out for this one because you know like we said there wasn't anything and now there's just you know person after person
0: a month and a half left
1: or still haven't heard about mark hamill showing up right
0: (laughs) full kylo ren mode
1: i need the kylo ren clip so i can play that
0: yes please yeah
1: (laughs) dang um so yeah we're just gonna be tackling some uh bad batch since there were two really great episodes i just want to reiterate too that i'm loving this season so much this season is blowing the first one out of the water it is. like so freaking good and now we're getting into like i think the meat of the plot line and all yes. of that which hopefully is leading to a uprising of clone troopers fighting against some stormtroopers yes know? So that would be really ba um but all right i've been talking too much
2: What's <laughs> <up>? <laughs>
0: yeah everyone uh, settle in get comfy grab a drink grab a snack because these were some hard episodes oh my goodness episode seven opens with a wide shot of coruscant exactly taken immediately back to the prequels mm-hmm. absolutely Beautiful. I cannot keep. I know I keep banging on about this every single episode. We talk about the Bad Batch, but the animation is such a huge step up. The quality is immense.
1: Did it look better than the prequels, *Coruscant*? Yes. I think I it hate did to too. Say that.
0: I think it did in some places, but also oh. we must respect the 2000s and the early CGI.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just technology getting better and better. And I, I think that would make George proud to see it. Yes. Growing so
0: oh massively these two episodes are a full explanation about how the republic becomes the empire we are really seeing the last days of the republic the real crumbling of the of the way it was before for palpatine's empire yeah this episode was these two episodes together were incredibly incredibly intense um, we meet uh, this is another like little thing about Star Wars that I really enjoy, but is also very sad. Um, if we meet a clone and we don't know his name and we are told his name during the episode, he will die.
1: Yeah, seems that way.
0: <laughs> That's the constant. <laughs>
1: you know, I forgot the one. I know the one guy's name was Slip, which I thought was a funny name, but uh, I forgot the uh, other guy's name. Cade. Cade, thank you, you. Are
0: hanging out in bar 76 which has popped up in the clone wars is a clone friendly clone table oh, yeah, yeah. 79's 79's my bad
1: yeah um yeah that's a big one uh that's like their little hangout where they go and unwind and all of that so that was cool to see a lot of callbacks to to older yes. uh, clone wars in this
0: um fun little easter egg one of the neon signs on the wall of 79 said clone 99 which oh nice to our fallen hero rip yes f in the chat boys f in the chat
1: sorry i'm just trying to adjust my little modified you
0: you pull noodle away my friend (laughs) (laughs) yeah we are thrown right into an intense conversation between two friends about the destruction of camino and this episode specifically um obviously quite heavy handed in its discussion and commentary about the treatment of veteran soldiers in America, specifically veteran soldiers post-Vietnam,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who returned home and were faced to deal with the shock of what had happened by themselves with very, very limited support. And I think it's really interesting that we're seeing this mirrored in this episode. Um, lack of political representation, limited health care and mental health support, and high rates of homelessness, which we know is in their future, we saw this in Kenobi,
2: Right. It yeah. really
0: broke my heart. Really, really broke my heart. Yeah. <clears throat> but also the frightening realization that us as the viewer knows that the minute Slip opens his mouth to say these things, his life is in danger. Mm-hmm. There's a target on his head. That's that raises the stakes so high for us as a viewer. And I think the tension was consistent throughout the two episodes. It didn't ever really let up until right at the very end.
1: See that's like another like uh similarity to real world too though is when there's you know uh conspiracies and whatnot going on (laughs) if so if somebody speaks up yes suddenly they hang themselves or they disappear and yes yeah you hear that in this episode where uh clones are disappearing whether they're defecting and leaving or maybe they're you know being disappeared we don't know so it's very similar to to real world stuff there as well uh,
0: They pointed out a few times in this episode that there aren't just thousands of clones, there are millions, Mm -hmm. which means there's going to be a lot of whistleblowers and a lot of these poor men who have realised what they've done, what they've participated in, what's going on, what's going to happen to them, especially with whispers of this defense bill that's being put through for the galactic stormtrooper
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes why did he
0: say it like that such brevity
1: Mm, it was beautiful
0: (laughs) it was beautiful I was grateful for it to be there I know not only does this episode tackle veteran soldiers this episode also tackles um, there's a big history with American colonies not having representation within British Parliament when our people first came over to America <clears throat> to settle into the New World, and this lack of representation is what kickstarted the American Revolution and separated America from Britain. Lack of clone representation in the wider governing body, which is what this first episode shows us in droves. They have no support, no care, nobody who will speak for them apart from Senator Chuchi, who is already at a disadvantage being female and small. Mm-hmm. So it's even harder for her to be like, listen to me.
1: Right. Um yeah. I thought Black that was fun. great though, that uh that somebody actually stepped up for them though. Yes. And I mean she does have a little history with them. They helped her out. Uh the Jedi and the clones helped her out on uh Pantora. I can't remember if the that was their planet was Pantora. I always think, I think of Pantera. So, yeah. Um but yeah, so you know, she's probably like you know, pay it forward kind of a thing, but she's also very passionate. I think she hung out with Padme and maybe Ahsoka at some time. So she's got a little bit of them, you know, in her. And uh, And so it's good to see that someone's representing them.
0: It's what Padme would have wanted had she have been able to be there. I think Mm -hmm. I like this idea that they're keeping these women in government positions, maintaining the stance that Padme had, which was peace and fairness and support. And that makes me incredibly, incredibly happy. Um, Yeah, this episode was like a huge kind of discussion of the whole no taxation without representation. Yeah, when America felt they weren't recognised, the taxes that we tried to impose on your products and your imports was considered unconstitutional. And that kicked off a huge revolutionary war. Mm
2: -hmm. As
0: I'm sure you're aware, you are American. (laughs) Your knowledge of your own history is probably much better than my fumbled Wikipedia reading. I apologise.
1: It's all good, it's all good.
0: And if you want to drag it into modern times, a commentary on like American domestic policy towards countries like Puerto Rico. Mm. This whole, you are part of us, but you don't get any representation. Right. So fend for yourselves, manage yourselves, but leave us alone.
1: <laughs> it's so weird how that's done.
0: Mm. Also, I believe Senator Chucci in The Clone Wars, she had a lot to do with uh, one of my fave characters, Baron Papanoida, George Lucas himself.
1: Are you pretty
0: sure they're the same species? I think so. Which made me very, very happy. I was watching a little Easter egg video and someone used a clip of her from Clone Wars walking down a corridor with him and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) I was the Leonardo DiCaprio meme on the edge of the sofa.
1: Nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's talking about things like pension plans. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd hear that discussed in Star Wars.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's it's politics, it's war, it's veterans, yeah. and and all of that. So, I mean, it it definitely fits right in. And
0: I also think this is the politics that George wanted. This is what the prequels were, and I appreciate that. Like, mm-hmm. It's often a criticism leveled against the prequel films is they're too political or, or too heavy, or and that's fine. But validate that now with these episodes of the Bad Batch, where we need this explanation to understand what's happening. It's no good knowing just knowing that there's bad guys versus good guys. Mm-hmm. I want the details as a viewer you want those details and who else what better vehicle to carry that story than the clones absolutely born as nothing but military weapons yet almost immediately no matter how much programming they received all developed individuality shout out to d bradley baker for your amazing voice acting for really hammering that point home would not have been as good if it wasn't for him That's oh yeah sensational
1: yeah i mean he gave them all Individualism, you know, individual mm-hmm. characteristics and everything. So, yeah, without him, it wouldn't have worked.
0: Also, so Slip has information. He's put in touch with Chi Chi to pass on this information. And that woman follows him through shadows, won't leave him alone, and then pushes him out into broad daylight trying to get him to agree with her. Her fault. I'm sorry.
1: Her <laughs> fault. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Just leave him alone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I could see that.
0: Bale Organa, there he is again. Right. Legend. Also, I love that he's gently suggesting to Chuchi that, you know, there's another way we can fight. Mustache twiddling, there's another way we can fight the Mm -hmm. Empire. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And he talks about insurgent groups, which he is funding.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, insurgent security, but come join.
1: Join. Did you happen to notice? Um, I, I kind of wished, and I'm sure there were reasons why it wasn't uh, Jimmy Smith's, but I kind of wished that it was him voicing Bale because this yeah. guy's accent, he had like a really thick accent, and I'm like, that doesn't really. No. It was weird. I mean, it was fine. I, I didn't, you know, dwell on it or anything, but I'm like, hey, he it just sounds weird. a little off. It was fine. he's just a little off Um, but yeah you know you see Baylor Ghana where the heck was Mon Mothma in this episode I'm surprised we didn't see her show up
0: yeah if we're seeing nearly like all of the senators in the space but then I wonder if it's happening at, this is, is this before, Bad Batch is before Andor, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, way before. Yeah,
0: so I wonder if she, if it's Bale first and then she taps on, tax on a little later, I wonder if she's not mm. quite at the level of Descent That's Amongst possible, the ranks. Yeah. Um Slip is assassinated, goodness me. There he goes, clean shot to the chest. You know. Um and who comes to save the day? Da, 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 da.
1: Right, Captain Rex.
2: Yes.
1: I kind of expected. I was thinking when this was building up, I'm like, okay, so who's gonna save them? Is it gonna be Rex or Cody? And mm-hmm. it was. A, it had to be Rex. It makes more sense.
0: I have a terrible, terrible confession to make. He took his helmet off, and I went Cody, and then oh, the light really? fell on his head, and I saw the blonde, and was like, oh no, no,
1: <laughs> not
0: not quite. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, they're clones, so I I get it. Yeah, I'd like
0: to think I can get away with they look the same, because they are the same.
1: Right. Um, But yeah, it definitely had to be Rex, and uh, here we go. Oh, that reminds me, too. Um, Before we get into who assassinated Slip, which is crazy. Yes. This happens after that, but uh, the garage that they go to. He takes uh, Chuchi and that yeah. clone to that garage. That's the garage that Ahsoka finds the, sisters, the, the Martez sisters. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, oh, my friends own this place or something like that. And I'm like, no kidding. So yeah,
0: not here right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. More tying things in together. They were in the first season of The Bad Batch. I forgot about that.
0: They were. What if Ahsoka pops up? If we're getting all of these Ahsoka-adjacent characters.
1: Right. That's, that and was kind of where I was heading. of... Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Very I'm stroking my metaphorical bit. Very interesting. Very interesting.
1: Surprisingly, I'm not stroking my real beard. That's weird. Swap, I'm jealous. Sure. Here
0: (laughs) He posted Express. It should arrive here next week.
1: Nice.
0: So yeah, um Slip is assassinated and Rex comes and saves the day and stuns him. And honestly, this is terrible of me because I completely forgot the entire plot of the prequel movies for 0.5 of a second. I went, oh, it's Sam Wessel. No, it's not. She died. <laughs> but that's what it made me think of. And obviously, I think it was a nice little nod to the Padme assassin chase.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, it had the same feel. It's on yeah, Coruscant. Yeah, like,
0: shot down onto the ground and then unmasked. Mm-hmm. And what do we see when the mask is revealed?
1: A clone trooper, which is very... Now I'll stroke my beard. That's really interesting.
0: An unmarked, unnamed clone trooper.
1: Yeah, how did they... They better explain how his CT number gets wiped.
0: Yeah. Because Tech was immediately like, I've never heard of anything like this before, and that's a smart boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've seen some people suggesting that he might be like a proto-purge trooper. Mm. Oh. Is this what the siphoning of the funds is from Kamino? Hmm. Being put into a kind of more elite clone squad where more clones are being made but they age slower or they're more resilient or kind of taking, I guess because Crosshair's there, they have Crosshair's DNA. Hmm. And his special ability is his like assassin true shot and Really interesting. The,
1: uh, what would that be, like, the Purge Troopers and then the ones that are in Rogue One, the yeah. uh, the uh Death Troopers. Um, yes. I wonder about that because, I mean, they do have uh say on Mount Tantus doing some Who Alpatine zoning stuff.
0: In episode eight. <laughs> and called, like, arrogant, ignorant.
1: Right. Um Gross. So, yeah, there's that's possible I didn't even think of that that maybe he's because he says to Rex that you're limited
0: you're limited and I'm a believer and then immediately offs himself with a Star Wars equivalent of like a cyanide tooth cap
1: yep which we saw in season 2 of Mando we uh, did
0: when uh, Bo-Katan's pilot does it he fries himself
1: yeah so
0: but this is the first time we've seen it chronologically mhm Mad.
1: Yeah, there's some dark stuff going on with all of that. Really, really
0: dark stuff. And I feel like it's even though we've been given so much even in this first episode, we still know so little because none of us are Palpatine and none of us are ever quite afforded what's going on in that man's head.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's the ultimate freaking chess player, puppet master. Yeah. It's funny, like, you think about Palpatine and just to jump all the way to the end, where it kind of looked like he had orchestrated everything to fall the way that it fell. And I'm like, so this guy sits back and he's playing chess and everyone else is just flipping through Netflix, looking for something to watch, not, you know, nowhere near his level. And I'm like, damn, I'm, he continues to amaze me this character. And and it amazes me that he's never really the top villain in those top villain conversations. Darth Vader's always ahead of him. Darth Vader's a badass, but Palpatine is a badass with his brains and his force use.
0: So, like, my biggest moment from this episode, which got me super excited, again, I'm sure if anyone's listened to these podcasts for five minutes know how excited and enthusiastic I am about the idea of Star Wars uh, using its kind of palette of colors to paint a picture of current and past political and social events, there was a direct, hard, (laughs) straight reference to the 1976 docudrama All the President's Men, which is about the Nixon-Watergate scandal. Bale Organa turns to Senator Choochee and says, follow the money, which is supposedly what the informant Deep Throat said to the two investigative journalists who broke the Watergate scandal under a car park, the idea that political corruption can be uncovered by examining monetary transfers. The lighting cues in that scene and the composition were also taken directly from the film. So that was a real straight, which leads me on to the fact that it's actually quite a funny comparison if you postulate that. I've always argued that Palpatine's greatest forcibility is his patience. Mm. No, it's not. He is basically Nixon. It's paranoia.
2: He's oh.
0: so intently terrified that his reign will come to an end. He's so desperate to cling to power. I think it's his paranoia that fuels this weird 100 steps ahead of everybody else.
1: I mean that is a a trait of the of the dark side is yes. paranoid. We saw it in Anakin in droves. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, big time. So maybe his maybe Palpatine is is paranoid, but at a lower like level than, you know, Anakin was like, wait, you looked at me wrong. I'm going to stab you, you know, where Palpatine's yes. like, oh, let me think about how I can, you know, destroy your family first. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm going to destroy your family first so they can't come after me and then I'm going to destroy all your family's friends and I'm going to do all of that before you've even thought about killing me.
1: Right. <laughs> He's strategically paranoid. <laughs> yes,
0: strategically paranoid. I'm, I really do feel that's that's the energy here. Right. And yeah, I wasn't, I actually wasn't expecting to see the Bad Batch this episode. I thought we were going to have another couple of like divergent episodes where they're mentioned or we we, we think of them, but we don't see them. Mm-hmm. And Rex is, and we get the scene from the trailer where he says, all right, boys, got a mission for you.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, I want you to go to Coruscant. And everyone goes,
1: what? Yeah, he's like, Hunter's like, that's a pretty tall order, Rex. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Empire, I think we're dead. <laughs> Yeah. I want to keep it that way. <laughs>
1: but, but they I jump right in,
0: right as a button. Let's go.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, Her innocence. <laughs>
0: yeah, her innocence and naivety, which was actually a real benefit in this episode. She did some, she did some some really mature and adult things and really brave things. And I'm very very. She is not my child. I don't. I'm just proud of her.
1: <laughs> nice. Oh, you know. Um, when we first see her she's meditating yes did that kind of take you it where it took me was uh ray in uh the rise of skywalker they're when she's doing the be with me yeah they're not with and, me they're right not with me <laughs> so that still i think puts a little fuel on her being force she, sensitive.
0: Is, she is intuitive she's emotionally intelligent beyond her years she has a special ability because she's a unique clone we don't know what that is. compassion is lovely, but also a product of her being a child and not terribly aware of the world. So she has to be. Mm-hmm. And of course, sitting down to meditate for the first time in a ship full of your brothers, <laughs> where you don't even really have your own room or your own space, no wonder she's going to be like, "It's not working."
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they arrive in Coruscant, and like Rex's little garage space which i think is a, a really smart way to hide them because i think the underbelly of coruscant is like lawless it feels like the wild west oh yeah the empire have all the power on the top levels and all of the control and all of the soldiers but how are you supposed to police like we even saw with Luthen in andor how are you supposed to police that level of network and mystery mm-hmm. so i think i felt like as a viewer, I felt them. I felt safe them going there. I didn't feel like, oh god, all of my favorite characters are suddenly at a huge risk because I know Rex wouldn't do that and wouldn't put them in that amount of danger.
2: Right.
0: <sighs> Omega and Bail Organa meet each other in my head. Her and Leia are friends. <laughs> they meet at some point. They get on really well. They're pen pals across the galaxy. Omega sends her little holograms when she's off on missions.
1: Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you know um speaking of Omega being on um on Coruscant didn't Rampart know who she was cuz like he they spoke with each other on Coruscant and I'm like I thought I, I don't remember the first season of the bad batch I very well I
0: think I don't think they did but I also think because Rampart is such a puppet for Palpatine he's very limited on what he actually knows And what he's actually allowed to be aware of, if that makes sense. Because obviously, Palpatine's been pulling these strings for long enough to know that when eventually someone in the Senate turns around and goes, Here is the evidence of the war crimes you've just committed, Palpatine goes, It was all him. He's mad. However, I feel (laughs) (laughs) this is the time.
1: Right. Oh, that was so. It was played so well.
0: Political thumb, one of those. I feel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, Um, oh, and the other thing, too, I thought was interesting about Omega being there was uh, I thought I made a note of it, but I can't find it. Mm. Who was the Kaminoan politician? Was it Hallie?
0: Oh, so this is really interesting. Her name is Hallie Batoni. Now, George Lucas has a long and rich history of naming his bad guy characters after political people and corporate companies that he doesn't like. So, it's very nice to see that this is being gently continued. A <clears throat> little bit of a minor history lesson. In 2010, a, uh, off, an off-sea oil rig exploded. It was the, It's called the BP Deepwater Horizon scandal. Mm. And BP alleged that it was failed safety systems and irresponsible behavior of contractors. It was nothing to do with them that owned the oil. And part of their accusations were towards Halliburton, who were are a massive, massive corporate company who were a part of this oil rig. Halliburton, Halliburton, according to BP, were allegedly negligent negligent in their safety measures. Really, really interesting that they name the one of the only Kaminoan characters left after the explosion of the Kaminoan city, which looks like an offshore oil rig because I've seen enough pictures of them to know. Yeah. That was an explosion that nobody really knows why it happened, but the important people know why it really happened so yeah that was a very right there
1: <laughs> right and I'm pretty yes. sure she was in the Clone Wars as well I, yes. I'm a little rusty because there's so many episodes but yeah um, you so yeah. Say. as soon as I heard her name I was like okay well one that's familiar and two for everything you just said it was familiar yes. <laughs> I'm like,
0: she immediately tells Senator Chichi to stop digging mm-hmm. and to stop poking around and is very uh, dismissive and very cold with senator chichi and also when she's asked she's cold as ice when she talks about um she doesn't care about the remaining Kaminoan people they're not mm-hmm. important to her
2: right
0: there's none there's barely any of them left none of them are near her so why should she care she is a disgraced senator she has no home no place in this fight anymore and then omega stands up and it's the most emotionally kind of passionate i think i've seen her be she's Honest and, and naive, but that naivety works in their favor. Mm-hmm. Because how can you argue and deny what's true and what's right in front of a child?
1: Right. I thought it was a little. Maybe I guess at the time I thought it was a little foolish of her to say that she was a clone because yes. this is a disgraced and untrustworthy politician, which I, you know, most I are. If but that's
0: maybe a mistake that will come back to haunt her. I think it might. Well, to be fair, in a way, this whole pursuit of the truth, which is something I know she is very passionate about as a character choice, ended up being maybe the worst decision overall. Because if anything, it was her, like the way she says, like, I don't understand. I told the truth. We told the truth. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this is a very, very good example of when, especially when it comes to high level politics like this, telling the truth does not help. There will always be something to deny the truth being told. Yeah. and it it was it was so sad she she basically got like a full education on what it is to be a senator
1: <laughs> Very true
0: and yeah um, but tony openly admitting to rampart redirecting cloning funds what is he up to mhm is he lining his own pockets is he doing secret missions is it to do with these purge troopers these like these assassin non-numbered
2: this I is would what say, I, mean.
1: <laughs> I would say the answer to that is yes.
2: Yes, <laughs> he's yes got to be all doing all
1: of it. I mean, he is a politician, and that's what they do. So. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> then we cut to uh, the batch going into the Venator, which was a really, really fun scene. Really, I love a bit of tension. I love a bit of action. Um, <laughs> Record getting zapped on the way in because he's a big boy and he's not skinny like his brothers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that, that they still do the movie. the play on his fear of heights as well because that goes right into you know the uh, parallels to the A Team show with uh, yes. B.A. Baracus never wanting to get on a plane and all of that. So I'm yes. like, I'm just yeah, I'm glad it that was they was also they like keep a bit Mission
0: Impossible that. as well, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. We've been getting Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, A Team. It's it's good. It's really yeah. really good. Yeah, it, Tech's using his new flying skills that he learned a few episodes ago to like direct the pod. That was really nice. I was off by four point nine degrees. Not my best.
1: And, and nobody <laughs> says anything after that. Like uh, they're probably I was just like, whatever, Tech. <laughs> oh, Tech. Oh, you're you're just a little off on perfect. Whatever.
2: Oh,
0: baby.
1: <laughs> but I did. I, I did love how he was just like right away. I got this. <laughs> you know. Everyone's help, I can <laughs> do
0: this. Um. Wrecker having the time of his life, the fact that he laughs when he's running towards people is just so funny to me. He has no fear. He's terrified of heights, but will run headfirst into like blasters set to death. Oh, yeah. And again, we're shown that the Bad Batch, bless their hearts, only use stun on their brothers. They do not shoot to kill.
1: Yeah, I, I, I totally, I get that. But at the same time, I think that the stun visual the circle is ugly and oh, the sound but... effect sucks <laughs> like, yeah it's just, oh, that's fair. <laughs> you know i mean i i have no problem with them setting to stun that's fine you know that's the they are the brothers but yeah like the sound effect and the visual for it i think and i mean yeah it's the same as it was in a new hope so they're staying true to it but maybe they should change the tech for that one <laughs> i
0: did think it was extremely funny that the Empire's forces, even on the top level of Coruscant in an imperial shipyard, are so painfully useless.
1: Oh, of course, yeah.
0: That they cannot wrangle four rogue clones and wrecks. Like
1: I know. you got, you got to have the plot armor.
0: <laughs> the constant humiliation of the Empire will forever be my favorite. Truly yeah. delightful to me. It really, really is. <laughs> And then there's the rushing, they, they they get in the speeder, and they rush to Omega, and she takes it, and then she's rushing, and then she's running, and she, she makes it just... Miss Chuchi was a little early with her accusations, was she not?
1: Yeah, a little bit. She jumped I think in she a little was... bit
0: fast, and then, where's the evidence? I don't know! Uh,
1: they stopped for coffee. <laughs> they stopped for
0: coffee, Omega there with like four Starbucks and the data pad, like, sorry! <laughs>
1: with like a donut or a bagel yeah. in her mouth.
0: Like a cake pop.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Rekha said I could have one, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that was a little close, but they had to do that for the tension, you know. They
0: did, for the tension, always for the tension. And then, right. Bail Organa swoops forward and just rips into the Palpatine, just fully calls out the Emperor, which made me think, go with me here, this is partly why Alderaan was destroyed. Not just as like a screw you to Leia to upset her and distress her, but was this orders from higher up Palpatine held a grudge and was like, I'm gonna get you.
1: I mean I'm you gonna never ruin know, ruin
0: your whole <laughs> family and your family's families.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, I mean he could. He, he could he could have held a grudge. I mean it, in the movie obviously it looked like it was just Tarkin's call, oh, but no, absolutely but, you it was know, just Tarkin's call. Palpatine, but I like to think Palpatine might have called up Tarkin real quick and yeah district
0: your (laughs) highness your liege (laughs) um
1: oh what did i want to there was something about bail organa i wanted to bring up and i cannot remember for the life of me oh so he's like this big high profile senator Mm -hmm. figure he's you know basically in charge of alderaan does anyone ever question like where the adopted baby came from you know leia like where'd you adopt her oh, you know, we went to Kids Are Us or... Kids Are Us! <laughs> like, it, I might be just kind of nitpicking, I Maybe guess.
0: because, like, his wife is never there with him because that's not her job. Maybe he can do the, oh, she, she spent some time on Alderaan while she was pregnant.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that could work. I mean, he, I guess, yeah, we don't know if he ever came right out and said, well, no, because that little kid said to uh leia and obi-wan something about you're not even a real organa or something so they know she's adopted
2: ah
1: i don't know i'm probably just picking at shit that doesn't matter No,
0: if we're talking <laughs> nitpicking my biggest nitpick of this episode these two episodes actually so one of my fave like background characters is palpatine's like senate assistant the big blue guy with the horns awesome Ada. yes
1: yeah
0: his accent In this episode was awful it felt so human and so real like it was the most common like base level english accent like i know obviously it's not as easy for americans to necessarily distinguish which bits of england which accents come from etc etc but for me an english person i was just there like he doesn't sound like an alien Mm. he just sounds like a normal man who looks not like a normal man which means this isn't working very well for me obviously he didn't have many lines and wasn't there for a great amount of time but it just that's the first proper nitpick i've had for these episodes so far okay just that one voice actor i wasn't overly fond of his performance
1: i wonder if it's the same guy that did it in um the clone wars or even. yeah did
0: he sound kind of normal in the clone wars
1: (laughs) i'd have to go back and look um
0: do it right now um because i don't (laughs) think he spoke in the prequels i think he was just there
1: yeah i think he he just like i don't remember him speaking maybe in revenge of the sith but i don't know i'd have to i'd have to
0: yeah i i suspend a lot of my disbelief for star wars and honestly i was struggling at pension plan um (sighs) but that threw me a little bit it really did and then so all of that happens and then Rampart gets thrown under the bus as Palpatine ascends from the floor because it's, it's been established already in Episode Seven that he doesn't attend these meetings because they're, he's far too important and far too busy. Here he is. Right. He rises.
1: <laughs> oh my God! And the uh, like—you could feel the coldness of the room when he, you know, silence. rose up. Dead silence, and it felt cold. Like I'm like wow, this is actually chilling. It was such a badass entrance for him.
0: I was also reminded that if it wasn't for this monstrosity, Jar Jarvis, (laughs) who suggested Misa think emergency power be transferred to the Senator Palpatine permanently, if he hadn't suggested that, maybe we wouldn't be here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Charlie just killed. Nothing against Ahmed
0: Best, incredible actor, fantastic (laughs) character. Questionable George, questionable.
1: (laughs) Hey, and and on that subject, where was Jar Jar? Shouldn't he still be a representative in there?
0: I worry. I really hope that they haven't done because you know his backstory in the comics where he's found to be like homeless and he's a jester on like Tatooine.
1: You did tell me about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I really hope they don't do that because my heart would break. I think Ahmed Best, my heart would break for Ahmed, and then his heart would
1: break. (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: To do his character like that, no. <laughs>
1: right, especially after all the abuse you know he got from all of that, they should mm-hmm. they should at least give Jar Jar a happy ending if if they mention him ever again.
0: And yeah, the uh, the unexpected but predictable, if you pay attention to these sort of things, happens. And when Rampart is faced with the the video footage of his crimes, Palpatine goes, oh. That was all him. That was nothing to do with me. Rampart's mm. obviously gone against my orders and my wishes. So Rampart's pulled away by shock troopers and roughhoused and rough handled and swooped away. And Palpatine has the audacity to sit there in front of Omega. I might add, he's hiding in the shadows and watching. But, um Well, maybe it's not just Rampart. It's the clone troopers who fired the bullets. It's the clone mm. troopers who set off the explosions. So maybe it's time to to disassemble the clone army. Maybe it's time for the <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> like I know Ian McDermott is like thespian Shakespeare trained. So he puts so much of that, like globe theater push into his words. And it just, it's so perfect. It is it so is. perfect. Ian nope McDermott as Palpatine is the one thing that would make me go, hmm, were the Empire right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I on the dark side now?
1: <laughs> well, he is your grandfather, so he
0: is my grandfather, indeed. <laughs> I still don't understand how that works, so don't ask me for the answers.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, where's the story going after this? I know. Like it's got to, it has to me. It has to lead to what I was saying: a clone trooper versus stormtrooper battle, yes. war, or something. I want like
0: a big like civil war. Like I want on ground action
1: right well like you're saying there's there's millions of clone troopers right yep and yeah they have accelerated aging but they would be around long enough still i think to you know help the rebellion so they have to be wiped out their Mm -hmm. their numbers have to be dropped significantly so the only way to do that is for another war and i mean they do call it the clone wars so that's
0: a very good point i've seen a few people raise that why is it called clone war when there's only one well what if there isn't just one right so then everyone gets back to the ship and it's all lovely and and fine and then they all say goodbye to echo
1: just totally out of nowhere
0: out of nowhere like they all know had pre-planned this
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: and fully rex over here dropping that he's got some contacts is he going to find wolf and gregor is that the energy
1: I feel like either the question is either yes, or he's already found them and he's looking for more. Um, But yeah, I would imagine we, we we saw Gregor in season one of the Bad Batch. So I don't think we saw Wolf.
0: No, I would also, Um, I'd like to kind of softly point out, I'm not trying to take away how sad this part of the episode was in the slightest because I, I was ugly crying. Like I'm talking snot tears, uh, shaking, sobbing, The full works. Like Titanic mode. That's what I call it. Nice. (laughs) When I watch Titanic, same. (laughs) I'm happy to see Echo go because his presence in the Bad Batch kind of nullifies Tech. Mm -hmm. I think that's why they've pushed Tech's character development over the last couple of episodes so that we can have a bit of Echo this episode and then sort of say goodbye, thank you, we're done. Because I know he was quite a big part of Clone Wars as well so it makes sense to kind of but we don't see Echo in Rebels, and I worry that he's going to... Mm. I've said since the beginning that they are going to kill one of them off this season. One, if not two, are not going to be with us by the end of this season. Yeah. And I think maybe it might be... A... I mean, the poor man's been through enough. I think he deserves to rest in the most finite way, if that makes sense.
1: Well, and he even alluded to um, when Omega asked him if he w- if he wanted to meditate with her or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: he said, I don't like solitude.
1: I, you know, I had enough of that on and I can't remember the name of the place he was, you know, imprisoned in. But, I mean, he was hooked up to all those machines and all that crap and he still yeah. is part machine. He's more tortured, machine than man tortured now. tortured and
0: tormented um, for not, like, weeks or months, but years. Years, yeah. and years and years.
1: So, yeah, I mean, he's been through hell. I just hope if they do end up killing him off that he goes out
2: like, oh yeah,
1: Like saving somebody, helping the clones, yes. something big. Because, I mean, that character, he's been around, I think, since season one. So he, uh, season one of the Clone Wars. So he deserves a proper, like fives, you know, fives. It sucks that he died, but he went out, you know, he basically saved Rex um, in season seven of the Clone Wars because, uh, what am I trying to say? Ahsoka told rex to find god i don't remember how that goes now it's been so long (laughs) anyways fives found out the you know the truth behind everything and managed to get that info to rex from the dead so rex wouldn't you know shoot ahsoka ahsoka was able to get the chip out of rex rex helped you know her escape and all of that so fives kind of had an impactful death even later on after That's his death. So. so I'm hoping because echo and fives were like the two that survived from domino squad. I'm hoping that echo, if he dies, gets a, a proper send off. Cause he yes, deserves he it. Is. He's a hell of a character. And I loved the goodbye between him and Omega. Yes. It was adorable and touching and pulling on those emotions and all of that. Like it was almost, you know what it reminds me of and God, I might actually get emotional. <laughs> it reminds me of when I was little, uh, my brother, my oldest brother is like 10 years older than me, went off to the Marines. And it was very similar to Echo and Omega saying goodbye. Like, because, I mean, you know, he's my big brother and mm-hmm. I looked up to him and all that. And he was leaving and I was all upset and, you know, all that oh. stuff. So, yeah, that just popped in my head just now. My eyes are getting watery. But uh, oh, bless you. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was. It was kinda of like that, like finish your train or continue your training, yeah, he says your to training. her.
0: And she says, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and why wipes wipes is away? Oh, she's trying to be big and brave. Right. And then she hugs him. And I'm pretty sure um that may be one of the first times Echo's ever been properly hugged. Yeah. And the same for Omega. I'm aware like physical contact and affection is not obviously I've seen clones hug in clone Wars, but they do that big man hug where you like smack each other on the back with your arm.
1: Right, <laughs> right yeah like he kind of like hesitated he went- for just a brief second and then he hugged her back and
2: oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts episode 7 in her room and she ends episode 8 in her room holding her, hugging her little two-good doll and I yeah the way she just she's stroking it and then she hugs it I feel that <laughs>
1: crazy to get emotional over a cartoon but yeah that's that's good writing that's really good storytelling
0: exceptional storytelling and writing
1: um but yeah i just i wonder where where this leads i i'm hoping we get an episode of rex and echo you know to see what they're doing um we find out rex is like helping clones get out kind of like the path and obi-wan where yes they were helping, you know, Force sensitives find new lives and all of that. It sounds like Rex is doing something similar with the clones, but is he? Because it seemed a little like it felt very um, rebel-ish.
2: Yes.
1: Like, like we're building a we're building a team, we're building an army, kind mm-hmm. of a thing.
0: I'm building many teams now. Now Echo split off. He can take all of the things that he learned from the Bad Batch and apply that to others and he's he's a living example of what the empire has done he is a a living walking example of their crimes Mm -hmm. so i think he'll be a really powerful tool for rex to kind of rally the troops and kind of cement what needs to happen for the overthrowing of the empire like oh beautiful beautiful storytelling so tidily wrapped up
1: right and then cody disappeared there was that guy from season one uh I'll never remember his name. Another like he was a sergeant or something clone yes. trooper where he spoke up. He may have been, you know, disappeared. Uh, mm. <laughs> but but or was, yeah, well.
0: there was so. the clone trooper that Rampart shot in the back.
1: Oh, right.
0: Those few episodes ago when he was like, I don't think I won't lie about official business. Oh, huh?
2: <laughs>
1: <Now you're dead. laughs> Straight up. Yeah. I wonder how much that's happened. Probably a lot.
0: No, what a fantastic, fantastic pair of episodes. Oh my goodness.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this, I'm in love with season two of the Bad Bad. I, I am, am
0: in love with it. I it's am not
1: perfect, but wholeheartedly.
0: It's great. I am a convert. <laughs> Unashamedly, so. <clears throat>
1: it's just uh they really stepped up and I, I mean we're also in a point now where like season one was more of getting to know the characters yes. and, and what they're doing which was good you know for some parts but this one's really like i said it's getting into the meat of
0: yeah now empire and it's not the
1: it's it's a uh,
0: it's not the characters that outweigh the plot now it's the plot that outweighs the characters and the characters are simply but a vessel for the plot and that's mm-hmm. what you want from good storytelling in my opinion as much as i love the time getting to know a character what they do with that and who they are as a character in the terms of the wider story and the wider plot and star wars has the widest of all plots it's thick with two c's mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah amazing set of episodes i can't wait for the rest of the season Oh.
1: You know, the worst part about it is that it's going to overlap with The Mandalorian. There's How eight, are we going to cope? There's eight episodes left, so... I don't know.
0: Are we going to have it's, to do two mini-shows a week?
1: <laughs> I, think, I think that's probably going to be the only way to do it. Um, if we have the time, that might be the only yeah. way to do it. Because I feel like this... I mean, we're at the halfway point of The Bad Batch. It's going to probably... The shit's going to get deeper and deeper, pardon my language. So it's going to be, you know, oh, this happened on Mando, but oh, we got to talk about this on the Bad Batch.
0: This is the first time I've really delved into a Bad Batch episode to write about it the way I did for like Andor. Mm-hmm. and i think that really shows kind of at least the uptick in my interest not like necessarily just a commentary on the goodness of the show or whether the writing's gotten better i think for me personally my interest has like tripled yeah it's the politics it gets me every time it's why i love the prequel <laughs> so much it's space but it's fascinating to me fascinating and it,
1: to, to go back to what you were saying about the politics and how that was kind of a thing that people didn't like about the prequels yeah. i see like nowadays i see people loving that like yeah. like you are like you're you're so invested and i see a lot of people are like that and Makes me i think yeah, i think it's great i mean as much as i can't stand politicians and all that kind of stuff yeah, you know political stuff is always very interesting um when you're watching it, not when you're living it. Oh
0: wait, yes, true. <laughs> Never has a truer word been spoken on Clone Army Radio. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but but yeah, I mean it's it's intriguing, and I love seeing Palpatine just you know doing his thing. Yep, he's, just,
0: he's puppeting away.
1: He's always ten steps ahead. I think Rex even says something like that. Palpatine's always a few steps. Ahead. How does he know that Palpatine has always been? Well, I guess never mind. That makes sense.
0: I think because he was big. Chancellor a steps ahead of Palpatine, and then constantly keeps being proved that in fact he is not. Yeah. And this is like Rex working at the fullest extent of his abilities, like putting his life on the line every single day, and he thinks he's got it, and once again, no, he hasn't.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> Poor man. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. I, I. I didn't have a ton of notes. I had more notes than I usually do, but I, we ripped through them all so
0: yeah apologies if i've like absolutely mega talked this episode
1: <laughs> you! I, I loved how you like grabbed all of like you know world history out of this yeah. american history and all of that and all the comparisons because it is all there if you look I, hope at I
0: didn't do it too much of a disservice i'm not the most knowledgeable about american history probably should be
1: <laughs> i think you did well from, thank from- you my knowledge and my you know uh the american revolution is one of the most interesting parts of history for me yeah, like i feel like I want to history. do
0: a bit more of a deep dive now i read like i briefly read like quite a lot of the things i read out were quotes from the wikipedia article about it and it seemed really fascinating
1: yeah i have um oh, i think it's a dvd uh set about the american revolution mm-hmm. and uh my brother bought it for me years ago and i watch it every so often because it's it's deep it's interesting and you know being an american i feel like i should know my history about (laughs) but i I, being
0: that this is the country i was born and live in
1: (laughs) but uh but i enjoy it it like goes into i think like a couple of the discs are like strictly about like presidents um from that early time and those are interesting you know the older presidents are much more interesting than the more recent ones so yeah Um, um
0: i only have like a few bits of extra star wars news that i wanted to cover just yeah Just a few bits who are in there um disney and star wars social media released a couple of pictures from the new series young jedi adventures oh really uh disney plus disney junior and lucasfilm announced that star wars young jedi adventures will premiere on disney plus and disney junior on may the 4th oh nice Uh, Set during the High Republic era and the prime of the Jedi Order, the animated series follows Jedi younglings as they study the ways of the Force, explore the galaxy, help citizens and creatures in need, and learn valuable skills. So we love a good kid show to teach them important lessons. And I think, again, Star Wars is a brilliant vehicle for adult problems and concerns and topics of discussion. Really, really lovely tool for kids as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Especially the Jedi. I think there was a huge... I think a lot of like george's writing of the jedi is inspired by the way children think and experience the world that kind of calmness and peace and sort of harmony just oh lovely right. two and new so- images from the series have been shown one features master yoda which is super precious uh jedi oh. younglings kai Leese and nubs and their friend nash and rg83 on planet tenu so Very if you have cool. little ones who enjoy star wars I'm sure this will be a great enjoyment for them.
1: Do you think adults are going to watch it and complain about it the whole time?
0: I'll watch it because <laughs> I am a big child trapped in an adult's body. Um, I am, in fact, mentally about five, so I'm sure I'll really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I fully expect the adult, angry Star Wars fans to be like, mm, it's me. "Right, I'm not for you. Sit down." <laughs> um, IGN were very suspicious yesterday. They've posted the first nine minutes of Jedi Survivor gameplay.
1: Oh, did they really?
0: I cannot verify if this is a leak, if this is legitimate.
1: Hmm.
0: Very odd. A few days just after a delay was announced. I haven't watched it. If any of our listeners have watched it, please do tell us how it was. Because hmm. I don't want to spoil anything for myself, but let me know if it looked decent. Because I want to know. I want to know without knowing. You see? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Don't. No details. Just. No wasn't details. Cool.
0: Just. <laughs> just like five stars out of five stars. How would you say the first nine minutes were?
2: Hmm.
0: Um. On my usual little Star Wars hunt for the news cycle, I found an article from. Uh, let me check. This is terrible. But I can't. There we go. From the Redditch Standard, which features me and my cosplay from Echo Base Live.
1: Oh, nice! Really.
0: So I, for the first time ever, Charlie Harwood running back to Jackie was part of the Star Wars news cycle, which is so exciting. A very small part, but a part nonetheless.
1: But a part, yeah, that's freaking awesome.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There's a picture of me in my costume with my lightsaber and a bunch of my friends, and it's super sweet. That's awesome. And it's just a little article about Echo Base Live. Very lovely. Thank you, Reddit Standard. I can't wait to get the copy of the paper and cut it out and stick it in my little book of newspaper mentions <laughs> from yeah. when I was a kid.
1: So it's like actual like newspaper. Yeah. Nice. So you can, it's not something on the internet that you no. have to save. You can actually have physical. Yeah. That's, I'm
0: super excited.
1: That's great. You'll have to show me.
0: I will. And my final little bit of news, what started out was quite a sad story, but ended up being quite lovely. Um, In the last few years of Peter Mayhew's life, when his health declined, um, him and his wife moved house to find somewhere that was more accommodating for his needs. And unfortunately, they left a huge amount of Chewbacca Star Wars memorabilia in the attic because neither of them were able to get up there and collect it. And when a new couple moved into the house, they found all of this stuff and they passed it on to an auction house in Yorkshire. And it was originally all put up for auction. So, of course, Mrs. Mayhew, through the Peter Mayhew Foundation Twitter, says that this is deeply saddening for me. Um, These were my husband's things that I wasn't able to collect. And it's one of my biggest regrets to see them sold. That makes me so sad. Immediately, the auction house returned everything to her and to the foundation. No money was made. uh, No auctions were held. None of it was sold on. It was all collected and returned straight back to the foundation. Damn,
1: that's good on them
0: scripts photos behind the scenes photos call sheets contracts rare not often seen items from the original star wars movies so i i read the first article which was mrs mayhew expresses disappointment at star wars items being auctioned and then immediately all items returned
1: <laughs> wow that's great that's a good story
0: and originally the couple who found the items only gave them to the auction house To give them back to the community rather than they just be kept or thrown away. So it was originally meant to be like a kind gesture. Right. And I know the community, again, Echo Based Life, I've seen how passionate the community is about good collecting and true collecting. So yeah, that's your little bit of heartwarming after some very sad and difficult Bad Batch episodes. That's everybody's little bit of heartwarming. The kindness and the love of Peter Mayhew is will be eternal, thanks to Star Wars. And that makes me so, so happy.
1: I mean, that's great that they were going to do, like you said, a, a kind gesture to yes. begin with. Um,
0: yes, but it makes it even sweeter that immediately she was like, hey, I, I miss these things that they weren't meant to be left there. And they went, oh, goodness, have them back. Right. Very English. Very, very English. <laughs> nice. Oh, terribly sorry. My fault. My apologies. Terribly sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh reminds me of uh European vacation lampoons when yes. <laughs> he hits the guy on the bike and the guy's like, No no, my fault. We're all good.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't sue in this country. We profusely apologize until it's okay again.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Um this is a good time. This was kind of wild doing two episodes in one week Uh, i actually
0: really enjoyed it it's been really nice i feel like i really missed you those like two weeks we had off so i know this has been really nice
1: this was nice to um to kind of go full on star wars this week and have a good time thank Um, you
0: for letting me talk your ear off and thank you listeners for listening to me talk your ears off i'm very very grateful
1: Um, as per usual, you guys can catch us at clonearmyradio at gmail or at clonearmyradio at Twitter and Instagram. And Charlie,
0: you can find me as always on Running Back to Jackie at Instagram. Oh, we're getting we're getting prepped for Star Wars Celebration, guys. It's happening.
1: Star Wars Celebration, the end of season two of The Bad Badge, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian. season three. That's a lot of Star Wars stuff coming up.
0: Gimme. Gimme,
1: gimme, 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 yeah. gimme. I know. I, I'm, I'm feeling that, that Star Wars charge I'm ready for all of it. Nice. So, yes. So we'll catch everyone next week. Yes. M- may the Schwartz be with you.
0: May the Schwartz be
2: with you. Goodbye.
1: Do it, Admiral